Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. Well, let's give all that glory and all that celebration to the one who deserves it. Everybody know his name? There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Somebody say his name. Let's praise him right now. Lord, we love you this morning. Lord, we worship you this morning. Somebody help me lift him up. Let's lift him up on a high platform this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. And God bless you as you return to your place. You can remain standing. I want us to to go right into my session this morning. Amen. And I am so thankful to be back at Passing the Mantle 2021. Amen. We missed 2020, but here we are at Passing the Mantle 2021. Amen, amen, amen. I so appreciate all the incredible and awesome leaders that are here, all of the awesome men and women of God, and of course, our next generation, which is here this morning. Let's give the next generation a hand. So appreciate seeing all of you. Amen. It's good to be, of course, with our wonderful pastor and, and brother, Brother Justin Gleason, who is elevating and growing rapidly in the kingdom and his voice is becoming so important to us and I'm so thankful for him he's just a great great man of God just so honored to be with him and of course brother Herring all the ministers I got the, the privilege to meet brother Caleb Herring now we got to use first names because we got Herrings all over the place amen there's all kinds of analogies at work with that we have Caleb Herring Josh Herring we got Caleb Gleason. Then we have Josh and Caleb. Amen. <laughs> we just got all kinds of things going on. But Brother Josh Herring, amen. Incredible man of God. Amen. And I'm going to miss him tonight, and I'm not happy about that. His message at General Conference was the message for the conference. And... It was an international message. And I am amazed at how God is anointing and using and, and elevating Brother Herring at such a young age in the area he is using him. Amen. But I am so glad that my girlfriend is with me. <laughs> Married for 31 years. Praise God. <laughs> Bethany, wave at us. I asked her if she wanted to come up and tag team preach. She said, no, Sister Gleason's my witness. Amen. Tried to get her up here. Amen. But pastor and first lady, just so good to see you this morning and be here again at Passing the Mantle. Thank you for keeping the torch burning. Amen. I so appreciate it. Let's give our bishop and first lady a hand for stepping out and making this possible. 
Amen. And as I, as I look around, I see other pastors and ministers here. I appreciate you attending this conference and investing. I see Brother Wolf, all of you in, uh, investing in the next generation. It is so important that even if we're just here, it says something and it encourages our next generation. But I am just so thankful for our bishop. I've been feeling some things about our bishop, and I'm just so honored to be able to spend time with him. And Bishop and Sister Gleason have a royal anointing, and they are so important to our day. They are leading us back to true apostolic ministry. And I am so thankful for what God is doing. Not only do we have your signature on passing the mantle, the next generation, but I was, had a front row seat when you revealed to the fellowship discipleship. And I knew then that we were entering a new chapter. But then this year at General Conference, I was amazed and privileged to be in the audience and also to attend and say a few words as you led us into the fivefold ministry. These are not easy task to lead but you are anointed for it bishop and for this day and this hour do we thank God for them because that is a challenge there will be confrontation and contention but it's time to have church how many know it's time to have church and if you're not in the church it's going to get real uncomfortable quick because we're getting ready to have church. I feel the Holy Ghost. I have to go so fast, and I thank you. for. Let me just get into this. It's, if it's okay with all of you, I feel I need to speak to this generation. Now, I know we have an audience, so let's just consider you our front row seat audience to what I need to to say this morning and I know things today they go viral and they just go everywhere so I'm going to do my best to be careful but I do feel like I need to speak to this generation so with that being said I just want to read two verses in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 18 the Bible says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. This is heavy. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. That means suddenly. That means without control. It's just going to happen. Shall ye not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now this is important. Somebody say trailblazers. I'm going to make ways and paths where there was none. 
you're gonna go places that we have not went before you're gonna see things I wish I can talk to this next generation that we have never seen before I have not seen oh, let me hang on hang on hang on hang on now I don't know how deep I can go, Bishop, because it's early. Are y'all ready? Because let me just title this. God is doing a new thing. What I want us to pray is I want us to ask for revelation to come to the minds of the next generation. Where I'm going to download what has been downloaded into me so that we could have made the United Nations ministry possible. I want that same effect to take a hold of you this morning. Everybody lift your hands with me right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, such as I have. Everybody that's online, such as I have. Give I thee. In the name of Jesus. Christ of Nazareth receive the mind of Christ necessary now if you believe in worship I want you to worship on faith because God's credit is good that you're going to leave here different than when you came in somebody praise him anybody hungry Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long. It is 1026, my Lord in heaven. Now, my sermon is just a few minutes long. But the problem is I have a long runway. So if I can just get this thing in the air, we'll be finished. But I, I feel like I need to build a foundation and I need to catch you up on what's happening and what's going on and what God has been showing me. Is that all right? Since COVID, I have a different approach about ministry. I have been in a constant state of learning and trying to understand because somebody help me, something's changed. Here's why. 2020, the new decade, was not normal. There was a paradigm shift. Let me explain. The natural and spiritual order of things have changed. Stay with me. Everybody with me? Stay with me. This shift... When this decade burst on the scenes and everything to the moment is timing of God. This shift has changed everything. Including our mission and our approach to revival. COVID quickly revealed to us how fast the entire world 
can be arrested. COVID quickly revealed some things about us and about this world and the arrogance and pride of self and man's discoveries and how quickly it can disintegrate and the whole world be driven into a quarantine. <laughs> COVID. What if there was more to COVID than meets the eye? The effects of this virus has been devastating. Now listen, I caught COVID twice. I caught the first one, Alpha, I caught Delta. And one thing that blew my mind was it wasn't just a sickness. But at some point with both times I was infected with COVID, there visited me a spirit of fear. Now, some of us understand these things. Some things are not emotion. Some things are spirits. And something walked into my house and confronted my peace with death, uncertainty, and panic. And I looked at that scourge and I said, I see you. And you see me, so you know what time it is. Now, how do you cope with that when you don't have the Holy Ghost? How do you cope with that if you don't have a church that you can run to and you can pray in and you can get... No wonder the world fell into a panic and a terror and everybody was driven into their dens and caves because there was no peace. And literally there was a point in this world where they were looking for peace at any cost to the point where I'm sitting in United Nations meetings and people and sovereignties that were enemies said we got to be friends. We got a common enemy called COVID. And I watched the world pull together because of fear. Fear is not how the world should pull together. That is a different spirit. There is something else at work. Now, I'm told, and I'm told with assurance, that COVID was released in variants. I'm told that there are names such as Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, and Theta. Now, we sometimes don't understand all of these things because not all the information gets to us. But let me tell you, it's true. Matter of fact, let me see my first photo. World Health Organization renames SARS-CoV virus. Alpha fell in September 20. Beta, May 20th. UK, South Africa, Gamma, Brazil, November 20th, Delta in India, 2020. Next slide. And this is very, very interesting. And then Theta was the Philippines, January 2021. Did you know that they named these things? Now, we know about Delta because it spread through America rapidly. But did you know they had a name for all these variants and they were using these strange words like Delta and 
gamma and beta and alpha? What does that all mean? What is that all about? Well, it's very simple. There's always something going on with this world that I need to bring to the church. And what they're talking about on the highest of highest levels is, did you know these are the same names of the brain waves that control your mind? Next slide. Each aspect of your thinking has a title, and they're called Delta, Theta, Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. What literally is happening is that they're naming this virus mysteriously after the ways to control the mind and, and, the, and the thinking and the peace of mankind. I come to tell you there's something unusual going on. Things are happening around us and the church needs to wake up and the church needs to be the church. And the I'm bringing you information that is essential. I'm bringing you critical news to let you know that if we're ever going to be the apostolic church, we're going to have to be it now. Bishop, we need to drive this thing forward. We need to push this thing into a place of revival because it's no telling. We know something isn't right. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you know, you're looking around going, something's not right. Every time you get a news report, you're thinking something. Let me just talk Detroit. Something ain't right. We feel it. We discern it. We're kind of on high alert. We're kind of trying. There's some kind of unrest among the body of Christ. And we heard it last night when Brother Herring spoke. We must be ready for anything. And no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who have chose him to be a soldier. Young people, we've got to be ready to take loose and turn loose and let loose of everything this world is bringing and trying to tie us up with. We cannot be addicted to anything. We got to be ready to free ourselves. Matter of fact, and put on the armor of God. We've been going through a blender. And I'm just, I'm, I'm still on my foundation. We've been going through a blender. But the church is also in the process of a change. Now, everybody hang on. We are in the midst of a reset. Of course I know. These are secular terms used on the highest level that I have to entertain often. And it is terrifying what is being planned. Because there is coming a re reset. But before you start thinking conspiracy. Let me explain what it means spiritually. Kingdoms are defining themselves. Is everybody with me? Kingdoms are defining themselves and sovereignties and 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 spiritual continents are moving and and slowly forming into itself lines are being drawn lines are being drawn satan's kingdom is not yet 
according to his plan. So he is moving this stuff into a one world system. And in order for that to happen, many things must be reset. Because things are falling into place. But here's what we need to understand. God's kingdom is not yet according to his plans. I don't want anybody to get upset and I'm trying to keep it surface and not go too deep. But can I tell you, we're not who we're getting ready to be yet. There is more coming to the church. Somebody help me. I said there's more coming for the church. Do you feel that? Do you feel that energy? That's where we're headed. Somebody just reach for it. Say, that's mine. That's mine. I feel the Holy Ghost. That's mine. I want it. I want it. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Can I go deeper? The kingdom is in the midst of a reset. Don't anybody get mad at me. Just stay with me. God is going to have revival. It's not optional. We're going to have revival with you or we're going to have revival without you. But we are going to take over this world. This, this thing is getting ready to explode. Do you feel it? Ah. Uh, let me just tell you, I'm not a prophet. But I do prophesy. Let me just tell you. God has some coming that is on the radar that's going to blow our minds. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. There's young people right now in high schools and colleges and on the workforce. They don't even know what's coming, but they know they're calling out. I'm telling you, they're calling out saying, if there's a God, where are you? If, if there's a God, where are you? If there's a God somewhere, there's young people. And when they get here, they're not going to have a problem with standards. They're not going to have a problem with holiness. They're not going to have a problem running around because they're going to find what they have been looking for. They're not going to have a problem with the gifts of the Spirit. They're not going to have a problem with the five-fold ministry. They're not going to have a problem laying hands on the sick. But you know what? We don't have that problem either. We're at passing the mantle to say, we want it. We want it. Anybody want it?
Come here, Adonis. Look at here. Come here. Come here. Hop, swing, jump, whatever you. <laughs> My God. I was talking to Brother Justin Gleason. He said, you know, who is that on the podcast that's going, yeah? I said, is it yeah or is it help us? He said, it's yeah. I said, that's Adonis. Come here, Brother Trevor. Now, Trevor was having a Bible study with his, the kids in the youth group. They were all having a Bible study at, the, at this high school. And Adonis come to the Bible study. Is that right? And then you come visit church. And Adonis, how long have you been in church now? Five years he's been in church. And he's at Passing the Mantle. And he says, I want whatever God has for my ministry. Five years. Let me explain something to you. That's just the beginning. How many of you young people want your friends saved, your people in your school saved? How many of you want those in college, those on the workforce saved? I want you to say they're coming right now in faith. In faith. Say they're coming. God is doing a new thing. He's going to have revival. There is something getting ready to be downloaded into our mindset that's going to take us to another level. We're going to another level mentally. God is resetting us. I was, I was blown away. And this is important for this. At the United Nations, they brought to me a, one of our youngest delegates who represented Islam in many parts of Africa. She was sick, needed a miracle. We prayed for her. The Lord knocked her out in the Holy Ghost. Everything's fine. <laughs> and so she joins the UN church. But we have a problem. She represents Islam. We have that problem at the United Nations. These aren't just saints. They represent sovereignties and religious bodies. And so what God is doing is God is de destroying and dissecting religions and sovereignties from the top. You remember when he told Moses, go straight to Pharaoh. Can I tell you it's happening again? He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, she joins the church. And so the, 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 the situation was we, quite interesting. So being a part of church, we, we bring her into Detroit to keep it, the, the, the information down and the news down. We baptize them, her and her fiance, and they fall out Holy Ghost, and they get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, and that's in Detroit. And we just, and you know how we have church in Detroit. So, so, so she gets, and so later on, I don't know how, but the news gets out, and it gets back to her people, and there is all kinds of threats and life-threatening issues, and we're all we're all terrified, and we're praying, and 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 and, and we're we're asking God. Everybody ready? To fix it. 
careful what you ask God. Because he might just answer your prayer. So he sometimes doesn't do it the way we expect him to do it because he kind of got this, 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 this notion that he's God. And, and so we're worried and concerned and, and, and most of the threats were coming straight from her daddy. Well, he comes down deathly sick. At death's door, bedridden, days to live. So she calls and says, well, pastor, the Lord Jesus just spoke to me. I said, well, wonderful. What did he say? He said, go and pray for your daddy. I said, no, 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 no. We may all die if you do that. I'm learning. Oh, I feel the holding on. I'm still learning how deep this can go. She says, young person, new convert. But Jesus said so. That's That's right, he did. (laughs) You may not come back. Oh, no, no, no. Jesus said so. I said, yes, that's right, he did. And she goes, she marched right into that room, says, Daddy, Jesus. Now remember, representatives of Islam for sovereign nation. Jesus said, come pray for you and he's going to heal you. Daddy's like this. In one moment, Jesus destroyed the mindset. Of a sovereign nation. Only God can do such a thing. Can I, you know, I don't even need to tell you, you already know, he was completely healed. And all death threats stopped, all attacks stopped. And she testified about it at the UN. Can I tell you what God is teaching me? He is about to do a new thing. He's about to use us in ways we never thought we might be used. Come on. And we need some young people that aren't afraid to step out in faith. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. You may be seated. You see, God loves using young people because you're not as stuck. I don't know how far I can go with this. You're not as stuck on what has happened. The Lord said clearly, he said, now, remember not the former things. Now, neither consider the things of old, he said. I'm getting ready to do a new thing, but hang on. Here's my message. 
Let's talk about your mission. The Bible tells us some things that if we consider it, it's baffling. And sometimes we don't consider what the Lord is actually revealing to us. For example, the Bible says where sin doth abound. Woo. Grace, now listen to me. He is saying where sin doth abound, grace doth that much more abound. When you do the multiples of math of that much more abounds. There are multiples. There are multiplications and exponential ways that grace will outdo sin. What God is telling us, in essence, we are headed towards darkness. We are headed towards where sin is growing. But I'm going to give you more anointing and more grace and more power that will be able to easily handle what happens through sin. So if we conclude what he is trying to tell us, if we are headed, and we are, matter of fact, we're there, to days that have been darker than any days in our past, something is coming to the church that excels anything we've seen in our past. Something is coming. Something is going to open for us. As this world spirals down into decadence, God will be forced and God will be pushed to outdo himself. In other words, we are about to see a new thing. The next mantle will be a new thing. The next mantle, matter of fact, I have not seen. We are now moving even beyond the radical. We're moving even beyond the missionary mindset. We cannot think in the box. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to excel outside the box. We're getting ready to see new boxes. Are y'all still with me? I said we're getting ready to see new boxes. Things we have never seen before. We're going to see things break out like we have never seen happen before. Woo! 
United Nations ministry was a new thing. I am here giving this message to the generation. Listen to me, social media. Because I've been there. I've seen it. And I've come back to tell you. God's getting ready to do a new thing. The United Nations revival was a new thing. Bishop, you know you were there. I was looking desperately for help. I was looking and searching for guidance. I was looking for books. Vision, uh, accomplishments, one God, one God, one God, one God, one God. I was searching for direction. And I was frustrated. Because there was no trail. There was no trail. Y'all not with me yet. Y'all not with me yet. I'm, I'm getting ready to take it. I'm almost done. There was no trail. So I needed God. And he was there. When we trailblaze, God will be hands-on. Vocally, you get ready to see angels. Your God's getting ready to speak directly to the body of Christ. The gifts of the Spirit are going to be red hot. The five-fold ministry is going to be pointing the way. I was looking and I was baffled and I was frustrated. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me as clear as day. And it shook me. And God said, stop. There is none. You must trailblaze. Because, saith the Lord, I do a new thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy is propelling this world into the worst days in history. But our resources will be the greatest resources in history. Jesus said, if you believe on me and the things I do, you shall do. And greater works than these shall ye do. Daniel 12 and 9 tells us. And he said, go thy way, Daniel. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. I asked the Lord about this. I said, well, what is it? I want to know. What is sealed? The Holy Ghost whispered back to me, new things. <laughs> Woo! 
One day the Lord spoke to me and he said, the UN, you must keep going in spite of what the devil is doing, in spite of what obstacles are in your way, and in spite of the fact that you know not what to do next, I'll be with you and I'll show you my power. He said, this will be a prototype of things to come. New thing. So when I think about this generation, I come to tell you the next mantle will be a new mantle. We're going to see a disruption. Some of you are getting ready to go to places you've never been before. Just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it's not going to get done. I'm about to close. It's important that I qualify. That I'm not talking about truth. And I'm not talking about landmarks. We will never move off of truth, holiness, and who we are. But when it comes to revival, we're getting ready to go from the high places to the low places. There is no place on earth that the devil's going to be able to hide from the church. And I do mean hide because here we come. I'm looking at a bunch of young people that's getting ready to be anointed in this place this morning. He's going to send you. He will do a new thing. Woo! Stand with me, everybody. Now, now, now. I want to close with this. When the New Testament burst on the scene, we have to understand something about Scripture. Scripture is a very short document for what it covers. So when we look at Scripture, it is premium because there is not much there. So whatever God decides to put there is important and essential to us. So it's very important that we consider the Bible was written in privity. So when we look at it, we must understand and dissect every word, not just every verse or chapter. And so when we get to it, even the timing, even the location, even the planning, even who said it, even how they said it is essential. So the New Testament explodes on the scene. The first thing we see, an angel. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. The angel shows up and said, behold, you shall have a child. She says, oh, really? I got to go see Joseph. Joseph? Wow, really? What confuses me is I would be terrified. But they're like, really? First chapter, God sets the precedent. Angels, first chapter. This thing isn't slowing down. The miraculous is not slowing down. This thing is getting ready to heat up. The first thing God wanted us to know is supernatural will still be in effect. Heaven will still be engaged. Then it says, we're in chapter one. Chapter one, that's the first things of the New Testament. Chapter one, synoptic gospels. Luke 1, 57 gives us something that blows my mind. God told me to tell passing the mantle. This is the message. God told me to tell you young people about a new thing. He says this. First chapter. Everybody say first chapter. First book. It says, when it was time, that's important, for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. 
And when her neighbors and relatives, everybody say neighbors and relatives, heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced. Wow, she's having a miraculous son. They rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they came, which was tradition for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zachariah. That's normal. It's expected. And it's a privilege. You shall be after daddy. After his father. But Elizabeth said, no. His name is John. Hebrew, Johanna, John, what? Neighbors and relatives, what? They exclaimed, there is, there is no one in all your family by that name. Luke 1, first thing, New Testament burst on the scene. God is changing names. There is no one? Their mind is just, you can feel the tension and, and tradition melting. You're not supposed to do that. If I had a nickel. <laughs> Bethany, help me. If we had a nickel for every person and everybody that told us, you're not supposed to do that. You're going to fail. God never told you to go there. That's the devil's house. Well, I'm coming to his house. And I'm getting ready to huff and puff and blow that house down. Because the gates of hell shall not prevail. No, 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 no. Now. They're saying, there's no one in your family by that name. They use gestures. They say, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. Oh, Zachariah. Zachariah. <laughs> they use gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. John motions. See, the angel been there. Angel was already there. John said, motion for a writing tablet. And everyone's surprised. He wrote, his name is John. And listen to this. Instantly, Zechariah could speak. Bishop, when they named him, Correctly, the past generation could speak to the current generation. Now, and when he could speak, he began praising God. That's important. He didn't say they. <laughs> he began praising God. All fell on the whole neighborhood in the Judean hills. Where there should have been praise, there was all. Everyone who heard it reflected on these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special 
way. First chapter of the book. Zechariah couldn't speak until he released the name John. We never heard of John being in this family. John's not supposed to be in this family. You're giving names that don't supposed to be names to the people that should not have that name. It's a new thing. And he couldn't speak until he anointed the new thing. I'm here to tell you young people, and this is the word. God's getting ready to ignite things in you that we haven't seen before. And I'm ready to name you. I'm ready to go ahead and anoint you. Because we need somebody to name us. All of us pastors, all of us leaders and ministers, if you're over 40, name them. Don't hold them back. Name them. They're going to have ideas that we didn't think of. They're going to have things. They're going to come. I feel the Holy Ghost. They're going to show up and say, God told me. And we're going to say, that's never been done before. But I come to encourage this movement and everybody that's watching online. And you're right, it hasn't been done before. It's a new thing. Every young person that you're ready for whatever God is calling you to do. We're, only going, to, we're going to do this very quick. I want you to come to the front and lift both your hands. I want to see what we got. It's a missionary sacrifice for an unknown anointing. Lift both your hands. I want you to take a deep breath as I put this word in you. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. There is a new thing. Oh, Yaladam Baharia, that is entering into us in this generation right now. You will have in you the DNA and the algorithms to unlock the revival that needs to happen for this generation. And we may not understand it, but we're here to name you. God's gonna give some of you a vision right now. You're gonna see yourself in areas of ministry. You're gonna see yourself doing Bible studies and reaching people that we never thought could be reached, but let him give you that vision. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hungry. How hungry are you? How hungry are you? How hungry are you? How hungry are you?
Oh God, God's unlocking in you. God is unlocking in you. Vision, vision, sight, open doors. There may not even be a door, but it's getting ready to be a door. I can feel it. I can feel revelation. I can feel revelation.